Do you know what I have, you have, and everybody has? We all have 525,600 minutes to invest in ourselves every year. But the difference is, what are you doing with those 525,600 minutes? Are you designing or creating your own success and direction, or are you defaulting to the old way of thinking or just letting life happen versus making life happen? Uh, my podcast guest this week uh, is from a communications background, a journalism background, and is in the mortgage industry. And she shares some great insights into what to do with those 525,600 minutes and how you can stand out, uh, get your message heard, and be clear with that message so that people want to do business with you. Enjoy the episode. You're listening to the REI Branded Podcast, helping you build your real estate personal brand. If you want to stand out from the crowd, attract the right leads, right partners, and right clients every time, you're in the right place. My name is Paul Kopkut, and each week we'll be looking to decode and uncover what makes you, the real estate business owner, brandtastic. Each episode is intended to be valuable, cut to the chase, and actionable, so you can spend less time marketing your business and still get the results you want. Thank you for listening. Now let's get to work on making you brandtastic. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of the REI Branded Podcast. I am excited to uh, introduce our guest today, Gina Monaco. Uh, Gina is a mortgage agent and team lead with TMG, the Mortgage Group, uh, which is one of Canada's largest national brokerages with a reputation as a leading edge, edge residential and commercial mortgage experts and widely considered a mortgage education resource. Uh, Gina is based in the town of Dundas, Ontario, uh, near Hamilton, and has been a business owner, communications professional, and is also a certified Jack Canfield success coach, which I noticed that uh, Gina had on her website, and I'm kind of kicking off with that, is the philosophy that everybody has 525,600 minutes to invest in themselves every year, which sounds like a lot, but it's they, they soon disappear. They soon go back. Um, <laughs> So you don't get to not create, you only get to create two ways, out of design, which is your creation, or out of default, which is your old way of thinking. Uh, so welcome, Gina. And why, why is that approach so important for others to understand? Okay, well, thank you for inviting me, Paul. Um, I, when I heard, first came across that, and it was actually Mary Morrissey, if you know anything about the, the self um self-help people, right? Mary Morrissey is one of the, the big people in there, along with Janet Canfield. She she said that. And it kind mm -hmm. of hit me really, because you, you never think about, like, people always say, oh, I'm too old for this, or it can't do this, or I don't have time for this, right? And then you realize that we all have the same amount of time in the in the year. And then when she broke it down like that, I thought, you know, it sounds like it's a lot, a lot of time. But what I really liked about it is the fact that it's going to go by anyways. So you either let it go by and let it pass you by, or you start creating the way you want that life to be or what you want those days to look like. And that really started me thinking about life in general and how I, how I manage my days. And I think COVID is a really good, good example of this because some of us got really lazy. Right? <laughs> I mean, we got like, we kind of sat there and just watched 
zoomed out on TV or got, you know, zoomed out on Zoom. And it's like all these, all this time is going by, going by. But what could I be doing in that time? Because to, I don't want to lose that time, right? Because mm. it's going to go by anyways, but I want it to be the way I want it to be. So I wanted to take control of my life and, and, and create something that is important to me. So I have, I don't know if you can see it, but I have a piano back there, right? So, I mean, I started practicing more piano, right? So I made those decisions to do different things in my life so that the time wouldn't go by. So, so that I started creating my life day by day. And so that's how it kind of works for me. So we get to design our lives. We get to co-create our lives, right? Rather than just to let it go by. And that time goes by anyways, right? right. So that's how right. I kind of look at that. And how, how have you used that beyond you know, your, uh, your life? How have you used that in the businesses you've been in, the businesses you've run and, and uh, the various things, various roles that you've had? Well, it, it's really interesting because um, when you have a business, and it's it's funny because you you only people are now you know personally now doing this in their personal lives I guess in the last 20 30 years right but in business you always started with a business plan like you are always you're always creating your business as you're going along right you put your business plan together you put your marketing plan together you have goals you have quarterly goals you know you break them down into weekly goals daily goals you know what's going to get you there it's a business model that if you bring into your personal life, works just as well, right? So you take that business model and bring it into your personal life. And some people, it was the other way around. Some people got had very successful personal lives. And if they took that model and put it into the business model, they would have successful businesses as well. It's You're cre creating your personal life, but you're also creating your business life using the same model. Right. I love that. Now, the, with your experience, you've got you've got a lot of experience in the communications and marketing yeah. field. Yeah. yeah. What would be the critical elements that you would suggest around communication that you know listeners like real estate investors or or other real estate related professionals like mortgage brokers or lawyers or accountants? What do they need to keep in mind when it comes to communication? Okay, I you know I I started my career started in journalism way back right way back. And I started off in uh, as a sports reporter, and I'm going to tell you that my my claim to fame is I actually interviewed the 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 um, dream team uh, in the the Calgary sorry the Edmonton Oilers right the Mark Messier Wayne Gretzky and Yari Curry they're big guys wow. by the way big guys <laughs> anyways I I got to interview them one year so that was that was kind of my my claim to fame on when I was in in sports journalism right and then I kind of moved into um, and I always loved sports journalism because they always knew their message. In any other part of journalism, their message was really clear. So when you were a sports reporter, how you wrote those stories was really pretty clear. Then I moved into arts, right, in, in covering the arts, where everything is really kind of abstract and on a whole different kind of level, right? So it's quite different and it's not quite as concise. And from there, I moved into um, business. So I, I reported, I was a, a reporter for the Hamilton Inspector business section. I was a freelance for them. And then I was the editor of special sections. And, and I did a lot of the real estate sections and the finance sections, right? So that became my thing, right? This business and business to business type of, of writing. So what I, when it comes to communication, and I would get a lot of press releases and, and a lot of stuff that would come to me. And the thing about communication is you have to be very clear, and concise about what you're trying to, the message you're trying to come get across. Okay. 
And this comes like we're called reibranded.com. That's what you're called, right? So I was talking, thinking about branding and what exactly branding is, right? So the branding is basically, you know, this is branding is a promise that you keep, right? That's who it is. It's you. It's who you are. So you have to kind of be clear on who you are in order to to share that and communicate and and and, and connect with other people because they're connecting on an emotional level with who you are. So you have to be clear, first of all, on who you are, right? Or if you don't really know yet, because you're kind of young, right? You just be somebody, right? Just be somebody, try it on, see if it works, right? Until you figure out who you really are and what, what, what you want to, how you want to come across, the things that you want to do, what your values are, right? So this is, this is all part of the branding. And so I think with communication, it, you have to be very, very clear. And you have to use clear, concise language. Like a lot of the work that we did as journalists were to, you know, take get a lot of reports we would get that use a lot of jargon and a lot of these abstract terms. And we had to just kind of break it down and say, okay, what's actually going on here? Like what, what's actually going on? So we can take that information and simplify it for an audience to understand because not everybody's an economist out there, right? So we kind of, we, we do that sort of thing. So I think that's the clear message is to be clear, is to be clear and concise in all your communications and have it all be consistent. And with the, the advent of social media, <laughs> um, how, how does that, you know, does that you know, become you know, even more critical around you know, clarity? It's interesting. Branding really hasn't changed, right? Mm -hmm. Since the 50s, it hasn't changed, right? It's still the, the same formula, A-I-D-A. Right, it's still the same. It's just the delivery system has now changed. So the, back in the day, you know, we would do print advertising, radio advertising, TV if we could afford it. Right, all those avenues are gone now. Right, so you have to now you have a new digital age. What do you do now? You do the same thing, but you do it digitally. Right, so you have your website, you have your social media, and that's how you come. That's how you build your brand now is through your website and your social media. So so even though and so you still you're still networking. Like people are still networking, right? That's not we have not stopped doing that, right? And and you have to still get business the old-fashioned way, unfortunately. There's no magic bullet when it comes to to digital, right? People think, "Oh, I'm going to do this Facebook promo, I'm going to get all this business." Uh -uh, it doesn't work, right? And there's all this competition, like in some ways, it's far more competitive now, the digital space, far more competitive than it was before. So again, it's just figuring out who you are, what your values are, how you want to come across. I got a good example. Well, I work with a couple of real estate investors. And because I was thinking about you, your, these podcasts are for investors and how they brand themselves. And I, got, I get email from one investor and there's this picture there. And he's in a suit. He's very businesslike. His his contact information is very clear, and his 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 emails are very clear. Like he's he tells this is what the property want. Boom, 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 boom. And the property that he always picks are very much like him. Like they're solid. Like he comes across as really solid, right? And he's they're very much like him. And and I my my lenders love to see his properties because and he gets them funded because they're him. They're very solid. They have good returns. You know, like he's done his homework. They're very much him. Compared that to another <laughs> investor that I have, he's all over the place. 
like like his emails are kind of stilted. Oh, I think I'm doing this. Like they're, they're not concise. I don't know if I want to do this, but I got to do this. And they're never clear. And I have to call him up and say, what are we doing? What are we doing? And it's, it's sloppy. Like he's sloppy. And his investments that he picks are not the greatest, right? And it's like, oh my goodness. The one we just looked at, my partner and I looked at it and he said, my partner said, what do you think? And I said, send it back. <laughs> like say, we can't do this. Someone else will do it, right? I mean, someone might do it for 25%, right? Some private lender out there. I said, but we can't do this because it's, it's a pretty rough piece of property and I don't even want to give it to my lender. And that's the other thing because we have relationships with lenders. So if they usually know that's our brand too. Our lenders know that if I'm sending them a commercial deal or an investment deal, it's going to be solid, right? So to, to when, when, when this guy sent us this one deal, I looked at it and went, no, 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 no. I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to ask any lender to do this one. Right. So it, again, it, it's, it's that it's how you want to come across and who you are. Right. But that's who he is. I mean, that's who this client is. This is the kind of stuff he is. Some We did fund one thing for him, which was good, but we know what to expect from him. But this other guy is super solid. And if he ever asked us, you want to come in on a partnership or anything? We'd go, yes, right? Because he's super solid and his investments are super solid as well. So it's still that image, right? Even though it's digital, like he doesn't have a website or anything, but just from his emails, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's promoting himself with his emails and his picture and how he presents himself through that. And how so he conducts business. Right. And, and that's, a, that's a really good point. Um, well, two good points there. One is whatever way that you're interacting with somebody is a reflection of your brand, be, right. it, good or ba- be it good or bad. Right. Yeah. Um, and then also the, the fact that um, the, uh, you know, the, the sloppiness is potentially damaging to your brand and yes. TMG. Yes. TMG's brand because it's yes. it's your reputation. You know, your brand is exactly is your reputation. So exactly right. That's a really good point to remember. Yeah. Um, where do you see? That's I, I, probably you've you've kind of highlighted one of them. But where do you see people going wrong with communication? What are the kind of hmm. classic pitfalls that trip people up? Or it's you, you know what it's it's the vagueness when there's when there's a lot of abstract ideas and it's. And, and there's this vagueness. Like, for example, in the mortgage industry, we have everybody, every agent says we're client focused. We have the best rates. Okay. You know, it's like everybody's client focused, right? I mean, I, 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 I'll, I'll give you an example. When I was at the Spectator, I used to have to interview um, different kinds of companies. And I remember doing this series of uh, carpeting con- con- companies, right? There was about three of them that I had to do. Each one of them said to me, we have the best customer service, right? And I said, yeah, but the guy down the road has that too. What, what, like, and I would say to them, what exactly about your customer service makes you better than the guy I just interviewed? And it made them think, right? And go, oh, we do this, this, and this, and this. And I go, ah, this is what you should be promoting, not best, right? Because best means nothing. The same with you know, client-focused. Everybody's client focused, right? But what does it mean to you to be client focused and how does that translate? So it's that kind of vagueness that I, I read a lot on like on websites and, 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 and abstract stuff that is meaningless. They mean nothing. So this comes back to the communication where you have to be very clear and very concise and know exactly 
what you're, what you're, where you're coming from. So if you are client focused, like everybody else, what does that mean to you? What does that exactly mean to you being client focused? And say that, not, you know, not I'm the best, I'm the best, you know, I'm the best. Sure. Well, I can get the best rate. Everybody can get every mortgage agent out there. We all have access to the best rates. All of us do. But the, why you choose me over the next person is that's that's where we differentiate ourselves. Like why pick right. me over the next person? Right. It's that, it, that emotional connection. It, it's it's it, that it, emotional I, I connection. Right. Right. It's they know what to get what you're they know what you're going to get when you're dealing with me. You know what you're going to get. Right. And, and that's basically what differentiates me. Like my competition is not other agents. My competition is the banks, right? That's who I compete with, right? Because they can always go in and undercut me as far as rates go, right? So, but other than that, I, I, I don't feel that they're, like any mortgage agent shouldn't feel that there's competition among each other because there really isn't. Because we're all different and, and you just have to relate to the person that you're dealing with. If you like that person, that's the other thing. You have to be likable. Right. For, you have to be likable. You got to smile. Right. Because if people like you, you know, they're going to gravitate a little bit more to you than somebody else who's less likable. Right. So that's kind of like vagueness really bothers me when I when I read that. Right. It's like, let's get to the point. What is exactly that? And what do you mean by that? Who are you really? Right. It I'm takes a lot of it takes a lot of soul searching. You got to kind of, you got to write it down. Like you have to ask people if you say my name, if I say. If you said Paul, you know, if you say my name, Paul, what comes to mind, right? Mm -hmm. If you say my name, Gina, say it. What do you think about when you think about my name, Gina, right? Uh, me as a mortgage agent. I ask people, what do you think? You can also, you know, test what people say when they're introducing you. You know, oh, this is Gina. She's great at mortgages and blah, blah, blah. Or she can do this and that. sort. So how do people perceive you? That's how you start to learn how to create that more messaging. Oh, they see me as this. And sometimes you're surprised. Because, you know, you're surprised that they see you that way because sometimes we don't see ourselves the way other people see us, right? So I'm not going to mention names because, okay. uh, but there's a, there's a realtor in Hamilton, <laughs> in our home city at the moment, that's spending a lot of money on an advertising campaign. But his two words are honest and trustworthy. And I kind of see it and I go, yeah, well, you're not going to put up, I'm a realtor and I'm dishonest and untrustworthy. That's right. You're not going <laughs> to... But every realtor says they're honest and trustworthy. So it right. doesn't differentiate. Yeah. Yeah. So what does do, what being honest to you mean? Right. So break it down. Right. I mean, if you were the client, what do you want to see in a realtor? So when I think about myself being a mortgage agent, I think about my client. If I was client going to a mortgage agent, what do I want in a, in a mortgage agent? Right. I want somebody who's knowledgeable. Right. I want somebody who's quick. Right. I want somebody who can actually answer my questions when I ask those questions. I, you know, I want somebody who can get my deal done. That's the one thing that people say about me. Call Gina. She'll get it done. Right. And it's easy. Right? So we kind of, uh, we, we sweat the details. That's a TMG uh, saying. We sweat the details. Right? right. And sometimes those details we sweat. Right. To get that closing. But the client never knows. It's seamless for the client. Right. We do all the work behind. You're like the swan on water with the legs rapidly that's, going underneath. That's that? right. right. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly right. it. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, you kind of touched on that. You, um, recently, you came back to TMG. Um, now my background, uh, apart from sales and marketing, is I used to be in recruitment. 
mm-hmm. one of the things we always used to say in recruitment is you never go back. You never go ah. back to the old employer. But I, so I'm intrigued as to what prompted you to go back to TMG. You know, why, okay. why, why go back? I wanted to quickly stop the show to ask you a question. If you're running a real estate business, are you using LinkedIn? And if you are, is your profile really representing your personal brand in the best way? You can use LinkedIn in much faster and more cost-effective ways than other social media platforms to build your business. And I've put together a free 30-page guide on how real estate owners can make their profiles stand out and attract investors and partners. To get your free copy, go to reibranded.com forward slash LinkedIn. That's reibranded.com forward slash LinkedIn. And now back to the show. Okay, when I was working at TMG, I started out my mortgage career with another brokerage, a very short period of time. Then I moved into um, back into magazines. I was, I was working as a mortgage agent. I'd left the spectator working as a mortgage agent. And then got an offer for a uh, managing editor of the mortgage magazine in Toronto, right? So I thought, okay, so I'll go do it. It's a it was for the um it was for the mortgage industry. So I became the editor and the managing editor. So for while I was there, uh, the t- the president of TMG reached out to me and asked me if I would consider coming and creating their communications, their marketing communications department, because at the time they didn't have one. I said, yes, of course, I'll come. And that's what I, 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 I picked them. I said yes to him because as an editor, I knew all the brokerages. And they were always, to me, one of the best. because Just because the way they dealt with me, right? The other brokerages were different. And I really liked TMG. Anytime I had any dealings with him, right? I liked, I liked his approach. I liked the way he was. You know, I just liked what they were doing, you know, what he was trying to do. And I, I just, I just really liked it. So when he asked me, I kind of jumped on it. Now he had been the president only for two years. TMG has been around for 31 years. And I started with them in 2011 as their manager of um, marketing communications. And I started to build that up. And then I became the director of communications there. But I worked for 10 years. And at all that time, I was also a mortgage agent, but only part-time because I was working full-time, right? And all that time, I it was 10 years. And I just got to the point where I had done everything, right? Like I, I had put all these things into place. I was bored, right? And I just thought, I, I got to do something else. Like I can't, I can't. So I, what I was going to do, I was leaving TMG, but I was going to park my license there and still continue to be a mortgage agent. Then I got another opportunity to go over to another company and um, be the CEO of that company. And I did. And it was from there, I saw there's like, I always knew that TMG was kind of ahead of the curve when it came to our systems and our internal systems and on all that sort of thing. And um, so I went to this new brokerage and they were only in Ontario. So they only operated in on Ontario. And I saw the difference between a top-notch brokerage and one that's not so top-notch, okay? So I, I could only stay there. I got there in February. I left in June. And I, I, you know, I called TMG back up. No, they'd love to have me. They sure, yeah, come on back. 
So I came back though in a different role. I came back as a mortgage agent and a team lead. And now I have agents working underneath me, right? So, and I found that TMG, like they were national, we're across the country, every province, the, the experience is deep. Like the knowledge is deep. Like we've had, we have people, even though TMG has been around 31 years, there are people with 35, 40 years of, of experience in, in mortgages and in real estate and that sort of thing. So there are, our knowledge base is really deep. And I can actually say this because it's proven. We have the best lender relationships in the country, just the best, because lenders, they know that TMG agents have a certain level of, 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 of experience and the quality, but just the quality of deals that we send to them, right? So we have the best lender relationships. So that's really important. Plus our backend systems, because everything's gone digital, everything's gone online now, there's all these signings. Our backend system is high-tech, state-of-the-art, and far, far superior than anything I've ever seen out there. So that's why I came back. Plus that, interesting, the TMG family, like that's that's their moniker, like the TMG family, that's our slogan. I helped create that. Right. So and it is like a big extended family because the owners, the co-founders are a couple like they're a married couple living in B.C. They started with four people. Now there's a thousand across the country and they still are there. Right. They didn't buy. They didn't sell out. They didn't merge with anybody. They're still there. So it's like one big extended family. And everybody shares knowledge. That's the other thing. Like we all share knowledge with each other. Like I've got other TMG agents in Hamilton, right? In this area that I can call them up and say, what do you think about this? Like we don't feel competition between each other because there is none. Like before, like I said before, I'm unique. They're unique. They have their own clientele, you know? So. as a mortgage agent, as a team, you're running your own business under the TMG brand. Yes. Correct? Yes. So what are the challenges that in that kind of situation where you're representing a brand, Mm. but you're entrepreneurial and is there, Mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't sound like TMG operates this way, but there's probably the temptation that people go off, off message or, um, and, and obviously you're also regulated. So there's things you need to be careful. So what, what are the sort of things that people need to, and this probably also applies to real estate investors, I think, because Often I'll see real estate investors saying, hey, let, you know, come in on this deal. And they're promising and they're openly putting it on things like Facebook. And I'm going, oh, my gosh, you can't you can't say what the returns are and things like this. This is right. You know, yeah. Great. Gray area at best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, it, what are the things not, that people need to consider? Yeah, it's not too difficult because TMG aligns with my values. Right. Mm-hmm. So their values align with mine. So my team, we all align, like we all have the same values. And when I'm recruiting for myself, right, for my team, I, I have a mission statement, you know, I have a, a, a vision and it uh, totally aligns with TMGs. So there really is no real, real problem there, right? Um, TMG is a brokerage, right? So they, they do all the, the bat, they do all the payroll, they do all that stuff. If I was like, I'm getting my broker's license now, which actually legally allows me to run a team, right? So, I mean, you know, do I think about going off and starting my own brokerage? I can still do it under the TMG umbrella, but why would I bother, right? Because I don't want to do all the paperwork. They've already got it set up, you know, I paid them a a certain fee to do all that paperwork, right? And that's just, just easier for me. And then I can focus on building the team and building their business because that's, as if you saw my coaching site, right? That's my job. My job is to build others to succeed. 
And that's basically what I do. And it works great. And was that the other temptation to come back and be a team lead versus maybe go back to head office again or, or to communications? Yeah, I, yeah. Leverage that skill yeah, that's, and... that was the big draw for me. I didn't, I didn't want to have a job anymore. Like I didn't want to work for anybody anymore. I wanted to work. I, I, I worked 10 years for someone else. And in between all my jobs that I had, whether it was in journalism or whatever, I always worked for myself. Right. So I had, I would start working for myself and then I go, oh man. I can't handle being in an office at home. I got to get into a job. So I'd go get a job and then I'd go, why did I do this? <laughs> like, why, why am I working for somebody else when I can just go home and, and do my own thing and make the same amount of money and more, right? Be much happier, right? So it's like, oh, so I go back and forth with that. So that 10 years, that was enough. I will not take another job again. This is what I'm doing. And I just, I just, I really like it. So, and I'm pretty good at it. I think if you're good at what you do and you like it, you know, you're going to be successful. And it makes it a little bit easier too. So. Um, TMG um, mentions education. How how informed do you find people are about mortgages and, and maybe real estate investors in particular? In general, mm-hmm. okay. Um, real estate investors are a little bit more informed than the regular um, normal consumer out there. A little bit more because they're they're they've been buying multiple properties, right? But they still they still go out and put offers on properties that they don't even know if they qualify for yet, right? And they bring it back and say, "Here, I bought this." What? <laughs> like, like, okay, okay. So we've got to figure out, you know, like it's like, wait, wait a minute. They have this. It's really kind of cool, actually. They just believe. They just believe that doesn't matter what they do, they're going to get it funded, right? They want it, they're going to get it funded, right? There's a whole different attitude towards the, you know, in the real estate investor's mind, right? It's just, it's, it's, it's like a, they're entrepreneurs. Basically, they're entrepreneurs. They just go for it, right? And and you don't have like a, you don't have that condition of financing where they're going to lose their deposit if they don't get it by a certain amount of time because real estate investing it takes a while to get things closed especially multi multi units right it takes a while to get those things closed so it's a different kind of different kind of deal consumers I find even now surprises me with all the information on on the internet still don't know anything right mm-hmm. they it's it's like a little bit of knowledge right and they think they think this they think that. And then when I tell them the real reality, they go, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. See, all the reading, I get that with younger people. Younger people will get on, you know, they do all their, they think they're, they're, they're learning something. And they come in and then I say, okay, yeah, you can do this. But no, you don't have to do it that way. You can do it like this. Oh, like they, they, they don't really know. They still don't know. And older people, well, in age groups, let's see. Um, I think. There's more knowledge in the um, 30 year olds, right? Than there is in the 40s and the 20s, right? The 30 year olds seem to know a little bit more, right? But they still misinformed. They're still misinformed because what they don't know is you can read the guidelines. Let's say you can go on to the the insurer's guidelines and you can read what it means if you want to be a first time home buyer or if you want to do a purchase plus. But they don't know the little nuances about it, right? They say, oh, you need this, this, and this, and this. If you're if you're self-employed, you need this. If you're just, but when you start talking to them, there's there's the little nuances that they don't know about that they think they have to have. Like I had one couple, they thought they had to have ten percent down because she was business herself, but he was full time salaried. You don't need to have ten percent down. You just have to have five percent down. 
they were thrilled because they got to pay off their debt, right? They paid off all their debt and were able to do the 5% down and got their house. They were thrilled. That's, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. They don't know the little nuances that, uh, that we can do as mortgage agents. Right. And where are you focusing your mortgage business and, and, and what are you doing to market yourself? Well, I, I don't really do a lot of marketing. My, most of my business comes from referrals. Mm-hmm. And that's I, I, my team now. They do. Like my team, are, they work with realtors. They work with financial planners. They work with accountants. Um, my one partner works um, with investors because he's an investor himself. So he's okay. got that network of investors, right? And we also do uh, business leasing, sorry, business financing and leasing. We do leasing too, but we will business, we will finance um, business uh, startups and, and equipment, equipment financing, right? So we do that as well. And that's becoming a bigger part of, big part of the business as well. And we've only been in business for a couple of months, right? So it's like, it's, it's kind of really cool. So my, mine come for referrals. Mine are kind of easy. Mine are just your normal purchases, you know, first-time home buyers or your refinances. And, and that's basically where I get my business. Right. I have my website and everything that people can go to, but I, I don't personally market myself. Now, am I on social media? Yeah. I'm on LinkedIn, you know, on Facebook, I'm on Twitter. Um, but mostly that's for, uh, I'm doing it for recruiting purposes. So they get to know me. So if I reach out, they, they have a little idea of who I am. So that's how I do I have it. A few, okay. So I have a few favorite questions to kind of wrap, oh. uh, wrap up the, uh, the conversation. Okay. Uh, favorite personal brand or brand and, and why? Okay. I have two actually. One is Nike mm-hmm. and one is the North Face. Okay. Now, Nike, both of them are the same, high quality. Like well, as soon as I, I, I think about them, I think high quality and I think fashionable, right? And I think outdoors. Now, Nike, I love, I love their branding. I love that just do it, right? I think they really, really, you know, got the conscious got into the zeitgeist when they brought that just do it come that that promo right that uh, just wonderful so they really know and then they they built that brand like in 1972 when they were doing the olympic trials in in canada that's when they introduced their brand and it went all over the world right so that really kind of solidified them and they just kind of built on that built on that that out that uh, athletic stuff right and you get good quality and it's fashionable and it's one of the few brands that where they use um, celebrity endorsements that work because celebrity endorsements don't really work, but Nikes, they do. And recently with the whole thing going in the U with the U S and Colin Kaepernick, right? All that. And what did they do? They put his face right in an ad, right? Perfect. I mean, that was perfect branding and it hit that audience and they, their sales skyrocketed, right? So it was wonderful. So the North Face is another one that I I just love simply because it's high quality, it's fashionable, and it's functional, right? The the, the stuff, I just bought a rain jacket from there. And, you know, as soon as I put it on, it was like, this is great. It looks good. It feels good. I went out in the rain. It worked, right? It might be a little bit pricier, but I'm going to have it for 10 years, right? So, I mean, those are the two brands that I really, really, really like. So it's it's the high quality and it's that outdoorsy athletic kind of thing that they really, I think they've got a solid handle on. Okay. Uh, recommended business book or podcast? Hmm. So there is, a, 
podcasts, I only really listen to political podcasts. I'm, a, I'm an American politics junkie. And so I listen to a lot of them. But there is one called On Brand with Donnie Deutsch. Okay. okay. Donnie Deutsch is a marketing guy, old time marketing guy, right? And I like the fact that he believes that everybody, as soon as you post, as soon as you put your profile up on any social media, you are a brand. Now you become a brand, right? So every podcast, he has a great interview all the time. And then every podcast, he will say whose brand is up, whose brand is down and why. And it's not just like the Nikes and the, you know, those in the world, it's people. Look, Elon Musk's brand is up or, or Bezos, his brand is down and why. So any celebrity, anybody out there, he'll talk about their brand and he'll explain why. So I think that's a really, really cool podcast. As far as books, let me just see. I just got these two here. There's one, this one is called Top of Mind, right? Um, I only pick up, I pick up these books occasionally, these new books, just to make sure that I'm still relevant. Because right? I because I'm still using stuff from the 50s and the 60s, right? And so I, I get these books and I go, yeah, I'm still relevant, all right? Because you know, sometimes young people will say, well, you can't do anything on Instagram because you know that's not your age group. But I'm going, I think I can, right? And and I get these books and I go, yeah, I can, I can do it better than you, right? So here's another one: Never Eat Alone. This is kind of a cool. You've got that, right? Yeah. Science. Science. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so that's another one. That I always go through and I look for the nuggets because some, you know, a lot of stuff I already know, but you know, there's always new stuff coming up and I just get some nuggets from it and go, oh, that's pretty, this is a really good networking book, right? Because I do a lot of training with, because I have a lot of new agents, right? So I do training with them. So I use these, I use the nuggets that I find from these books. Nice. Yeah. nice. yeah never eat alone. I, I would put that at the top of the list for a networking book. It's and, and he walks He walks his talk. Uh, he really does. That's the other thing. That's a good point. I would say to all your, your audience, walk your talk, right? You have to walk your talk or, or you become irrelevant. People just dismiss you, right? Uh, current tool or resource that you're enjoying using? I, you know what? I use Canva. I like Canva. Um, I, I have a background because I was in journalism and the spectator, we had to design our own pages. Every editor had to do their own pages. Right. But I don't have that software, but I know about design and elements and stuff. And I know how to put it together. So Canva is really cool because it's free. Right. And I can go on, and I can create marketing materials through that. So I think that's my, my favorite tool. Promo is another one, right? You know, are you familiar with promo? No, they're little, little videos. They're pre pre-recorded videos. All different topics that you can put your own message with, right? And they, they run for like ten seconds or something. They're, that those are really cool. I like those as, as well. Oh, so I, think, I, think Canva. Of, I think I've got a client that may, maybe uses that. That's probably where he gets them from, right? Mm -hmm. mm. The other thing I use is Gusto. Are you familiar with Gusto? No. That that for referral partners, like I pay twenty five dollars for every referral, whether I get the deal or not, because I'm trying to. I'm trying to reward the behavior and not necessarily the result, right? So Gusto is a site where I can go on, pay the 25 bucks, and there's a list, a long list of um, places that they can take that 25 bucks and buy stuff like Amazon and uh, Tim Hortons or Starbucks, any, any place they want, right? So it's a list of about 20 places. So I go and I, so I send a $25 referral to any referral that I get, like I said. So I like that. So Gusto, Canva, and promo. I like that. I like that. I'm going to check that out. Um, 
And do you have a favorite quote or mantra? Ooh. Um, I think I think it was Henry Ford who said this. I'm not quite sure. It's one of those guys. He said, whether you believe you can or believe you can't, you're right. You're right. I think I think that's it my was, favorite one. It was Ford. I'm pretty sure it's it was Henry Ford, Ford, right? Yeah. 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 That's my favorite one. All right. So uh, how can people find you? Uh, is there any resources on your website or anything that you'd like to point people to uh, to get in touch? I'm at ginamonaco.ca or ginamonaco.com. That's my success coach site, but you can find me there. So ginamonaco.ca or ginamonaco.com. Great. All right. Oh, well, thank I should you give for... you my phone number. Should I? Oh, <clears throat> yeah. It's 289-456. 4617. I expect my phone to ring now. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Anybody well, wants to talk about mortgages, anybody wants to talk about the market, I'm, I'm, I'm open to it. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. Well, All thank right. you for sharing your insights. It was, it was great. I, I really appreciated the, the slightly different angle from a journalist's point of view, a communications professional's point of view. It really kind of helped solidify some of the things that I try to say to people, but it's always nice to hear it from, from an expert that underlines it. Um, Great. So thank you, Gina, and Great. have yourself a fantastic day. You too. Thank you for having me, Paul. Well, what did you think? Was that brandtastic? Did it give you some ideas and actions that you can take right now to build your business and real estate personal brand? So what's stopping you? Get to it. And if you're wondering where your real estate personal brand currently stands and some steps to make it more brandtastic, you can download our free real estate personal brand checklist at reibranded.com forward slash checklist. That's reibranded.com forward slash checklist. Thank you for listening and have yourself a brandtastic day.